And that's what I decided. I'm going to murder my mother. But I didn't feel that I had to uh, face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm the king, man. I decide who's does what and where they do it at. So next time you see me, <laughs> I will kill you. Hey guys, and welcome to the Mason Jar Chronicles. I'm Corey. And I'm Johnny. And today we are talking to you guys about a very well-known creepypasta, and that is Slenderman. And now, for people who don't know, Slenderman, well, modern-day Slenderman started in like 2009, but there is a previous Slenderman who is kind of like a, like a Krampus, like a chupacabra kind of thing that like, will it, it's for like kids to like be good. I guess I can't think. No, I don't know what you call it, like fear-inducing stories. Well, I don't here, know what here's you call here's it. what I've got on it. Okay, it's, yeah, you go. No, Johnny knows. Go ahead. So, well, I wouldn't say I know. I mean, I don't. I really haven't paid a, much attention to it, other than like the negative influence that it's had on society, and we'll get into that. But, um, so Slenderman, uh, it goes back to ancient mythology. Uh, it goes back as far as like 16th century Germany. And basically, it's a, a disfigured man with uh, zero visible facial features. So it's like any photo I've seen of it, it's like imagine like an alien shaped head, but with zero facial features. It's just yeah, like, just like a like he has like a white like a white spandex over his face. Yeah, it's like a M Night Shyamalan type creature. Yeah, it's, but, he's really fucking creepy, actually. Yeah, to tell you so the truth. but it's uh, basically like bad kids. Uh, who entered the woods at night were met by Slenderman, uh, and then he would just chase them until he caught them. And, I mean, what I've read doesn't really go into detail at that moment, but it says, like, children would uh, were forced to, like, they would have to, like, fess up to their parents about, you know, their their actions or their behavior or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, it's more like a, it's like a Krampus or some shit where, you know, it's... Uh, a way for parents not to discipline their children. Right, right. More so, or less. But, yeah, it was like a tall, slender creature. And, like a uh, freakishly tall, like taller than any human can be. Yeah, uh, but so I guess, you know, and it, it, I guess whenever this was, like, you know, let's let's say 16th century Germany, I guess, like, when... Like, small villages and shit. I guess it was a good way to keep children from going into the woods or being mischievous, you know? It was, it was just kind of like a, another folk tale for adults to use to keep their youngsters in line. He was like a really creepy uncle that would chase you and possibly murder you. Yeah. He's a really creepy uncle, Slenderman. Yeah. Yeah, it's my uncle Slenderman. He's pretty fucking weird. Always wears a suit. Yeah, yeah. He puts now, his dick on your shoulder. Slenderman. Yeah. Yeah, put your dick... Yeah, Slenderman. Now, um... Modern Day Slenderman was created, quote unquote, by a user named Eric Nuns Nunskin K N U D S E N. Looks like Nud Nudson, also known as Victor Surge, whoever that is. But he was created in two thousand nine, and he's described as thin, unnaturally tall humanoid with a featureless head, face, and wearing a black suit. Now, if you Google Slenderman, you'll see plenty of pictures of him. Like you have to look for him. Like, well, I don't know. I haven't looked up Slenderman in quite a while. I just saw the pictures I saw today reading the story. But you'll see the ones I used to see back when I was on the internet way more than I am now is it'd be a picture of a bunch of kids at a playground and then Slenderman would be like way in the back with his wavy, freaky looking tentacle arms. But there's a lot of those. It's really creepy. But he was well dressed. You know, in every photo I mean, that you the see, dude he's like was wearing dapper. like a like a three piece suit, you know, with a, yeah, like a, I mean, with like a tie. <laughs> who's tailoring this? He's gotta have more than one. Who's who's the tailor doing these measurements? You gotta be like Whoa! What is this? Right? Is well, this a type of here? It's like it's like parents are trying to scare their parents, but you know they don't want to go too. I far. have it's more like questions. He's, he's gonna get you, but 
you know, he also shows you how you should dress presentable. Yeah, he can show you how to tie a tie if you let him catch you. And, um, I mean, he's a good he's a good looking dude as far as his outfit goes. Definitely a well-dressed guy. But yeah, this guy, uh, I mean, he was dressed to the nines, you know? He dresses better than all guys today. I mean, Slender Man, if you give him the time of day, I bet he's a quite a gentleman, pull-out-your-chair kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, you don't wear a suit without the manners, you know No, he saying? definitely holds doors for the ladies. Oh, def- yeah, for sure. And he could do it from, like, ten feet away because his arms are so long. But he can also grab your butt from ten feet away, so That's be careful, true. Ladies. He's got some reach. The, uh... The photo of, like, the kid uh, who's on, like, the slide. and Yeah, Sl- it's Slender- really creepy, right? Well, yeah, Slender Man's in the background, but if you look at the photo, it could also just be, like, a, just a regular photo of kids on a playground, and that person, given the distance in the photo, it's just, like, a, a regular, like, adult, like, just Yeah, but the, the imagery kind of that you have, like, well, the you imagery, like, picture the picture creepy about making it, it black and white, you know? Well, yeah, but I mean, thinking, like, it's like, you know, when you, like, read a list of, like, or you hear a sound, and, like, there's a word in front of you, like, it sounds like that sound, like, thinking about Slenderman and seeing that image makes it creepy because you think it's, because you think it's Slenderman. Right. You know what I mean? So, there are plenty of creepypastas of Slenderman out in the world, so we're gonna start with one right now. And I just found this one today. I've never read it before. This is my first time. I didn't even read it before the show, so I don't know what what this thing is. Dude, the only thing I know about Slenderman is uh, you wanted to talk about him, and... uh, His name is Slenderman. Well, that, he's slender, (laughs) and apparently a man, but, yeah, the only knowledge I have of him is in, like, recent news with, you know, like, the, the shithead girls that... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna get in... Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get to that, because they're fucking... That shit was ridiculous. Let me, uh, just crack open this cold one real quick. It's actually a Dr. Pepper this time. See? It's not Coke Vanilla again. Nice, nice. Old DP. I gotta change up my soda sometimes. I get bored. Okay. You guys ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. <clears throat> I'm gonna put my acting hat on for you guys, so get ready for uh, some... some. Yeah, make us feel like we're there. Some mediocre acting, because I'm not an actor. That's why I'm a podcaster. <clears throat> I'd been wandering in these woods for what felt like an hour now. The dark silhouettes of trees merged into the indigo sky of the witching hour. Subdued by the cloying fog and lapsed over everything, and it made it hard for me to see further than five meters ahead of me with my flashlight. At least there was the cold, hard light of the moon to guide me. The air was crisp and cold, and I shivered and my breath hitched. I continued onwards through the woods, branches, and other forest debris, cracking under my feet with every step. That was when I heard, no, sensed, another footstep not far away. I sharply turned my head to face the direction it came from, my red hair whirling in front of my face, obscuring part of my vision. But in the split second before my hair fell, I swear, I saw a... No, I couldn't have. I would have heard another stranger to these woods, and I'd, and the head I'd seen was slightly too high, even for the tallest man. Yet still, my curiosity was piqued, and I moved towards where I was sure I'd see something. My breath, perhaps the warmest thing for miles about, I mused, condensing it in clouds in front of me as my breath came out in bursts as I scrambled up a hill of pine needles. Terror was an unavoidable presence in that dark, cold world, but after some time of shuddering or jumping at my own noises or the images my mind conjured from the dark, I'd become almost accustomed to it. Now I was worn, tired, and bored, frustrated. As I reached the, as I reached the point where I glimpsed something, I could be certain there was nothing there at all. My mittened hands rubbed my parka in an attempt to create warm from the friction. I looked down at the spongy surface at my feet and wondered if I could sleep there. 
As I looked down in the frosted snow, I saw footprints of well-made boots by the looks of it. Certain my mind was playing tricks on me once again. I crouched to inspect the prints. I touched them. I pulled a mitten off and my hand could trace the indents. They were shoe prints, but who? I studied them closer. Whoever made them had to be careful to step softly or gracefully like a predator. They appeared to have been creeping? Who, how, and what had left this here? Was it from the face I'd seen, or rather, the lack of? It must have been the distance or reflection from the snow. Had they been following me, always a step behind? Or I felt cold air vent down my neck and I heard them exhale. It had smelt me. I saw two fingered skeletal hands grasp my shoulders on either side, and before I backed out I formed one last conclusion. Had they always been watching? I woke up unaware of where I was or what had happened to black me out, but I immediately was aware, even before my eyes were open, of a few things. First, I was freezing. I could feel the icy bite of the winter air on my bare skin. So second, I was naked, completely naked by the feel of it. The hairs on my back the hairs on the back of my neck were erect. I was covered in goosebumps and my nipples were hard and my boobs all perked up. Third, I could feel something digging into my back, something obscuring the wind and what felt like branches around my hands and feet. And last of all, I was scared, no, terrified to open my eyes. I couldn't remember what got me here, but my subconscious knew there was something there that was dangerous. I stayed in that state a little longer trying to keep my breathing steady and stop myself from shivering. A feeling of dread in the pit of my stomach, the same feeling when you're lying in bed, scared of what lurks in the darkness, eyes closed but sure you can sense a presence near you. I opened my eyes to see no one. I was basically bound to a tree, stark naked in the middle of what appeared to be a foggy wood. I remembered now how I'd been lost and how I'd found traces of another in the wood, and how those white long-fingered hands grasped my shoulders from either side and had been the last thing I'd seen. My terror resurfaced raw and primal. I wanted to escape this place. I looked, up the, I looked up at the formation of my living shackles, and after attempting to free myself, concluded I couldn't. I had started to shiver constantly, teeth chattering. I'd dive cold in these woods. I started to shout for help, squinting at the mist to try to make out stray figures. And that was when he showed himself. He sidestepped out from behind a tree, and I could finally see my captor. My fear escalated, and I quivered. He, or it, was a slender man who stood probably eight feet high. His limbs, namely his arms, were elongated, and its face was hideous as it ceased to exist. It was a stark white blank canvas of human face, with every natural feature wiped clean off, shadows only created in the hollow cheeks and hints of empty sockets. And if its deformed human exterior wasn't enough, it masqueraded as a man in a sharp suit, white shirt, and black tie. I screamed and writhed in my bindings, panting as I searched for a way to evade it as it loped towards me. I became aware of more limbs which protruded from its back, black tentacle-like limbs which grasped out at the trees nearest to it as it to steady this slender man. When he was but a meter away, I was about to scream again, and it made use of its slick black tentacles and forced one down my throat, gagging me. Then, when I stopped choking, it simply slid over my mouth and around my head to stop me trying again. He cocked his head sideways. Quiet, please. Do you understand? He seemed to say. I nodded fervently and was released. I learned not to call out for help. There, now he was in front of me, face to face. He could not breathe. Why, it had, no, it had not an orifice on its face, but seemed to emit a chill vent-like breath. 
He looked down at my face and then surveyed the rest of my body. I was truly petrified. I didn't know what to expect would happen. Would he eat my soul? Tear me to shreds? I just didn't know. And I stayed bound, chest heaving as my breathing was jittery from being so close to hyperventilating. Unexpectedly, two tentacles slid away from the mass of them, undulating on behind him. <clears throat> I watched, not knowing what they meant for a mortal like me. They slid forward through the air and then wrapped around my ankles, slithering up my legs like ivy around a tree. They were moist and lubricated with some sort of clear slime. They continued snaking around my waist, over my stomach, caressing my back between the bark and holding me in place. Then, finally, they reached my breasts. The cold made those tender as well, and as I watched and felt them slide up and over my tits and hooked over my shoulder, I let out an involuntary, ah, because the bizarre and dark cocktail of fear, cold, and those tentacles somehow created such a good sensation, better than a mouth on them. This seemed to amuse him as he cocked his head again and then proceeded to repeat the motion, rubbing, sliding the black tentacles over my nipples up and down in unison. It felt so good and suddenly I was becoming so warm. I closed my eyes to feel the sensation better. I ought to have thought how sick it was this monster was touching me, but the animalistic pressure blocked out sane thought. This is, cre this is Slenderman erotica it sounds, that we're reading it now. It sounds like a sexual predator hanging out in the woods at this point. This sounds like... Not what we were looking for. This isn't what we were looking for. We were looking for scary. This is hot. This is scarily erotic. <laughs> this, is, this is some shit I'm going to read when we stop recording. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to read this. But no, this is there is Slenderman erotica in the world. Can you believe it? I Who can. sat down and wrote this is what I want to know. <laughs> some lonely guy, I guarantee. There's no way in hell a woman wrote this. There's no, no way a woman wrote The this. description of feeling aroused, it sounds like what a man would think a woman felt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Exactly. You know, like, Al Bundy typed this up thinking, yeah, this is... <laughs> This is what this is what he's it's like. like. I I'm think sure. I think slimy tentacles would feel better than a mouth on a girl's nips for sure. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go ahead and type it. Yeah, got and it. then he just fucking went on about his way. But no, this is uh, I did not read this beforehand. I did know it was Slenderman erotica, and I just wanted to expose you guys to this shit as well. But so we're gonna welcome. read the actual. Yeah, you're welcome for your boner and your uh, whatever happens to girls when they get boners. I don't know what happens to them. Their boobs get hard? I don't know. Sure. I think that's pregnancy. No, I don't know. I'm not sure. You know when you touch a woman's breast? No. And it feels like yeah. a bag of sand? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. Okay, so now we're going to tell you guys the real Slenderman story. And Johnny's going to read this one with as much gusto as I read the last yeah, hopefully one. Hopefully, yeah, we don't. Hopefully there's no Head hard down nipples the, uh, in this one. Cold hard path that you just went down. So emphasis on the hard. <laughs> All right. So why is this becoming a sex show? <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. So this this uh, this is a Slenderman tale, and okay. So I'm reading it now for the first time ever. I haven't skimmed it. I yeah. Can't... Johnny has not looked this over. I, I know and shit that's the about truth. Slenderman. So yeah, this is candid as fuck. <laughs> Slenderman. I'm gonna be editing a lot. <laughs> so here we go, Slenderman. After waking up with a jolt, the girl laid in bed a few seconds longer. Reaching over to switch on her bedside lamp, she tried to remember exactly what had stolen her sweet slumber away. When she couldn't, the brunette swung her legs over the side of the bed and heaved herself up. 
Checking the time on her phone, she snorted when she saw it was midnight, the witching hour. Knowing that sleep would only evade her, she left her bedroom for the kitchen, a good cup of coffee on her mind. As she passed by her front door, a chill spread like liquid fire down her spine. It's only winter, she told herself, focusing again on the coffee plan. Measuring out scoops, water, and preparing her cup kept her occupied. But as the dark liquid boiled, she had nothing left to keep her mind from wandering off. The chill returned, and she couldn't help but glance behind her to the front door. It stood there, innocently enough, just like always. The deadbolt was still in place, and she could see nothing amiss with it. Turning back to her coffee, she did her best to forget about the feeling. With her cup in hand, she started back towards her bedroom. As she walked by the front door, she decided that a quick glance out of the peephole would help keep her, uh, keep calm her restless mind. The chill worsened with each step she took towards the door and further away from the safety and warmth of her blankets. She pressed her empty hand against the cold metal door and took a deep breath before leading her eye to the peephole. At first, she could only see an inky blackness and somehow seemed to swirl in itself. When she blinked in surprise, the void melted away. She wished it hadn't. In its place, there stood what she could only guess was once a man. The limbs were long and inhumanly awkward, with bulky joints branching off into several arms, not unlike the branches of a tree. The creature was uh, draped in a black suit, somehow the thing more nightmarish to her. The icing on the proverbial cake, however, was what passed as the hellish thing's face. It was as though her mind blurred the ghastly vision to spare itself further shock and horror. She Look out behind you! She shoved herself away from the door with the hand still pressed against it. The scalding mug of coffee fell, the liquid burning her bare legs as she fell backwards and tried to crawl away from the door. She knew somehow that her mind hadn't been playing tricks on her. As she grabbed... As she crab-walked away from the door, she watched as the tendrils, as black as the void she first saw, snake around through the cracks. The girl was trapped between the instinct to flee and the gut feeling to not turn her back on the door. When the door jolted, the urge to flee overcame her and she slipped in the burning liquid as she tried to make it back to her room. She knew deep down that she was trapping herself in a corner, but she had to get away from the door. The girl was halfway down the hallway when she heard the previously locked door creak open. She screamed and slipped into a wall, cracking her chin on it and stunning her. After that, there was only blackness. Nicole, a warm male voice, snapped the woman out of her trance. As she turned around, she was met by one of her sister's doctors. She nodded, not sure if she should say anything, or even if she could find her voice if she did have something to say. That morning, she had gotten an urgent phone call from the hospital, saying that her sister Lindsay was there. Before they had even let her see her, the doctors had pulled her off to the side and insisted that they talk to her about what might have happened. Phrases like self-inflicted and assault had been thrown around and Nicole felt her mind reel. She still hadn't fully understood what they had been saying until she saw Lindsay with her own eyes. Her little sister had a bandage wrap around her head, covering both of her ears as well as her eyes. She said it was to keep her now dreaded eyes from dying out and to try to keep infection out of the wounds Lindsay had made to her ears. The doctors had guessed that either she or someone else had jammed a pencil into them to keep her off balance or to deafen herself against something. 
There was the mix of first and second degree burns on her hands, legs, and feet from what was assumed to be the coffee her neighbors found slipped all over in the entry of her apartment. As Nicole walked into her sister's hospital room for the first time, she thought she had spied the silhouette of a man in the window. That she knew was impossible. Her sister's room was one of one on the third story of the hospital. Bum bum bum. That's such a classic, like creepy pasta ending. Like, ooh, what a twist. You know what I mean? It is, but it's almost like anticlimactic, like the fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's like it's supposed to be a continuation. There's a ton of Slenderman stories out there. And then there's a there's a an icon I can click on that says what happened to the alfalfa after the little rascals is heartbreaking. And I kinda wanna click ooh. on that. Like, yeah, let's see that. Fuck the podcast. I see <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Till next time. Yeah, it's such a classic creepypasta ending, but it was that was pretty good. I like the Slender Man stories. They are creepy, though, for sure. I definitely think they're creepy with the pictures and all. Now, Slender Man is not real. We all know that. At least I think he's not real. For fuck's sake, I hope he's not real. But I guess it's possible. Uh, but this is real. This is called the Slender Man Stabbing. So on May 31st, 2014... In Waukesha, Wisconsin, 12-year-olds Anissa Wire and Morgan Geyser lured their friend Peyton Luter into the woods and stabbed her 19 times in, attempt, in an attempt to impress Slender Man. So fucked up. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. So was it like they really felt like it would impress him or they felt like I he, get, wa- I don't, he wanted I mean, them to do it? I guess it's kind of the same way people are like, the devil told me to do it, or God told me to do it. I guess it's kind of like that. But it's a lot like that. Yeah. Lutner crawled. Yeah, it is a lot like that. You're right. So Just as fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lutner crawled to a road where she was found. She recovered after six days in the hospital. Wire and Geyser were found not guilty by reason of insanity, and by February 2018, convicted and sentenced to long periods in mental health institutions. But I guess initially they had planned to attack her... During a sleepover, they were going to tape her mouth shut, stab her in the neck, and then leave, but they didn't carry that one out. And then they wanted to give her another one more day to live. I guess they're playing God at this point. And then a second attack, they were going to uh, attack her in a bathroom at a park, and then they ended up not doing that either. But the, uh, the actual attack took place in a nearby forest during a game of hide-and-seek on May 31st, 2014. She was pinned down, stabbed 19 times in the arms, legs, and torso with a 5-inch long kitchen knife. Kitchen knife. Two wounds were to major arteries. One missed her heart by less than a millimeter. And another went through her diaphragm, cutting into her liver and stomach. This is making my fucking body hurt. I mean, you know, regardless of where the knife went or didn't go, I, it's nothing short of luck that she survived anyway. Yeah, it's definitely some type of... The universe is looking out for her or something, but just... Hearing, like, the organs being stabbed is, like, makes me queasy. There was a cartel video I watched the other day where they had cut the dude's heart out. But I guess in the description they were saying they sliced up his lungs and that just made me, like, Ugh, like cringe, Christ. you know? It's, it's, it's yeah, so man, those overkill. videos are fucking, yeah, they're horrible. How do you watch bad. that? I don't know, it doesn't bother me. I'm desensitized. I used to watch it a lot when I was on the internet all the time. You know, they, like, I was a... flayed his chest. Like, they, like, pulled his skin and were, like, cutting his, like, That's a so fish. It was... See, I was, a, I was a kid in the 90s when, you know, everybody was getting their desktop computer in the in the common area of the house. It was, well, yeah, me too, but I was, dial I was, up. A, but I was a teenager. That, that was when know? the only exposure, like, that was, like, Rotten.com was, like, hitting the scene. and Like, I couldn't even stand yeah. to, like, look at that shit. You know, it's like, 4chan why? is the place to be. 
for horrible shit. That's I've only heard thing. stories about 4chan. I have never typed that into my search bar. Um, Without being on the deep web, that's like the worst place you can go, in my opinion. Yeah. Deep web's a whole other story. That I'll never See, I'm afraid that. to go- Google like deep or dark web because... Yeah, you have to have a special browser, and it's really, it's not worth it. It's mostly just, like, made me, like, uncomfortable. I Google shit, like, you know, yen to dollars, inches to feet. Like, I, like, like um, <laughs> I Google, like, how to get on the dark, how to get on the dark web. Yeah, like, I, I Google, you know, like, when, like, football games start and shit, which, uh. It is now, right now, actually. now. I mean, I'm just missing the I will tell you off-air the things I saw on the deep web because I don't want it to be out in the open. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. If I can't discuss in public what I have Googled, I don't need to be Googling it, you know what I mean? Well, I didn't, I, I'll, I'll explain it. But anyway, that's the end of the show. We're not going to get into the deep web and the horrible things I saw there. Uh, you can follow me. I changed my Instagram name again. Oh, did it's you? It's how the dads chill now. It's back to the old one. What was so it? I changed it again. What'd you change it to? Gnarly Davidson? Oh, It was Gnarly right. Davidson. Okay. Now I changed it to How the Dads Chill, because Elsa's is How the Moms Chill. Yeah, yeah. And you'll it's based off of a record like by Cold thing. World called... Got it. No, it's based off of a Cold World record called How the Gods Chill. Yeah, cool, cool. Cool. And it was How the Dogs Chill, and then I changed it when I became a dad. Okay, yeah. And that's my Instagram handle history. So you could follow me on Instagram at How the Dads Chill. You could follow Johnny on Instagram at I'm a Judging Pile of Doo-Doo. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, it's Johnny Two Jokes still, right? You haven't changed it to John Swanson yet? It's Doo Doo Bridges uh, is my handle. <laughs> it's Doo Doo Bridges, and uh, that's what it is now. So, But that's the end of the show, guys. You can follow me on Instagram. I did change my Instagram handle again. It's now How the Dads Chill. It's back to that. You can follow Johnny at Johnny Two Jokes. You can follow the show at MJC Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at MJC Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. You can now listen to us on Spotify and iTunes as well as well as Patreon and all the other normal places. And uh, that's Slender Man, and we'll be back next episode with uh, Theodore Bundy. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you guys. That's who we're talking about. Trying to get on this fucking wave and trying to ride it to the big leagues. And we'll catch you guys on the flippity flip. Later. Later.